come back to 6062. We are going to jump straight back into last week's conversation and get the opinions of the video that we listened to with the discussion with Voldy Rockham and also see where this conversation goes and what things get uncovered. I think this conversation is probably far from over, but without further ado, let's hop right back in. There we go. Uh, so, so Brother Br- Br- Reese? Yes. Uh, no, I don't know if you you you, you noticed something in that um, that discourse, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that discourse was not, in my word, it wasn't amicable. Oh yeah. You know, and um, and that's going back to Brother Paramvir. I I say we do know, we have the 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 resource to know what is pleasing to God and what is not. It's the Bible. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not the Bible, we've got nothing at all. If the Bible can't, does not tell us the mind of Jesus Christ, because that's what the parables are about. That's what the relationship with God and his apostles and his prophets, even Old Testament is about. They're demonstrating the mind of God. That's what the relationship between God and Israel is chastisement of them, is blessing of them. It's revealing his mind, his attitude, his is 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 righteousness, his justice, his truth, his beauty, his perfection, his holiness, his righteousness. You know, the Bible is sufficient to tell us and teach us and instruct us what pleases God and what does not please him. But I think it was Brother Paramvir yourself, you you said the problem is people do not know the scripture. They don't read it. They don't know it. They don't understand it. And you don't understand anything unless you seek to understand these things. You know, so just getting saved, just putting your hand up and say, I'm saved. That don't make you understand nothing. You're, you need to begin the journey to understand. And it means reading, listening, walking with people who have some credibility. And that's not difficult to find people who have credibility because they exist, even though because, because a person don't, don't see the world like you, don't, don't mean that they're not credible. They're probably more credible, you know? You know, if I don't suffer from mental health issue, Brother Reese, I'm the person you're supposed to be walking with, as opposed to somebody who who confess and bow under the under under the, the beauty of, of mental health illness. You need to walk with somebody who, if you, if you're blind, you need to walk with somebody who has sight. Hmm. You know, if you suffer from autism or, or, or OCD, whatever, your partner need to be somebody who don't suffer from those things because that's how you're gonna recover and become more fruitful and productive than, than if you than if can two walk unless they agree will the, can the blind lead the blind they will fall into a ditch and that's what we need to we, we need to we need to wake up we don't all see God the same but some people seem better than others follow Paul says follow me as I follow Christ and that's where we are we're afraid to challenge people to tell them to follow truth to follow righteousness. Mm. You know, and that's interesting, it. Interesting, Pastor Alfred, there. When, because that chap, the young chap, seemed to be running out of time when Vodi needed to explain something. Yeah. <laughs> had, had, seemed to have plenty of license to contradict him. Yes. Regardless of time. Yes. The second point is that what I noticed was, and this is what we should be aware of, he 
contradicted the scripture. Mm. He turned the scripture upside down about the sheep and the goats. Yeah. Now, if you can twist the scripture to try and conform it to the philosophy of CRT, then the gospel loses its meaning. Totally. Like you said, Pastor, you know, what he was doing was he doesn't, he's not interested in the gospel of Christ mm. being preached to sinners. He's interested in social justice and using the gospel, twisting it as a, a, as a way of lifting his cause. Yeah, and that's yeah. dangerous. But now, you know, I mentioned about Sanballat, quickly about Sanballat and Tobias. Can you imagine if they came and started building the wall with Nehemiah, if he'd said, oh, well, yeah, I think you're right, you know, uh, maybe we, we are short on labor and we are running out of time. Please jump or hop on board. We're more than happy to help. There's plenty of food here. Whatever you need, we're here, yeah? But God would have been displeased. Yes. And that's what's happening. I think the pastors should be taking lead. The leaders of the church should be taking charge and thinking, hang on. Our leadership, our, our congregation is being exposed. I can pray about it. I can fast about it. But what about actually having teachings on it? You know, we are seeing false teachings going around. Paul said he spent three years crying about the false teachers that were going to come after him. Yes. Hmm. Because he knew that there were, uh, there were ravenous wolves and they were going to come because the Spirit told him. Hmm. The same Spirit is telling the churches these doctrines are wrong. They are a threat to the kingdom of God, to the church of God, yet happily pastors are standing side by side on causes for which we should not be standing. They are, I mean, Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. Why don't they criticize him for saying that? The poor you will always have, but me you will not always have. So the woman who, who, who's spending her time and money on him, Jesus said she did the right thing. Well, that doesn't sound very good. That doesn't sound right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what one of the problems is as well. Better prime view, better reads, right? There are battles to be fought, right? Um, I think the apostle Paul would say, "Let me show you a more excellent way to do it." And and here's the thing: is the church and and, and Christian organization. I've been, well, and sometimes you're caught off guard because you don't know, you don't know what's really driving you. You don't know, you don't really understand the fundamental of what's driving you. Therefore, you, you, you'll, um, you'll suck up to anything because you don't understand your purpose. You don't understand your dignity. You don't understand your real calling. And the calling is not just to achieve a particular goal. The, 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 the calling is to achieve it according to the the, the edict according to the principles of God. It's a little bit like um, like Jacob. He achieved a goal, but he didn't achieve it according to God's purpose and principle. He, he stole, he lied, he tricked his brother, and he and he was punished for it because that God was going to bless him, but not the way that he wanted to be blessed. And so here's the problem: we have because we have not been diligent in doing in standing up for truth and justice. And, and condemning every every iniquity under the under under the planet, we have allowed other people to begin to lead an agenda, and 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 that agenda they they use it to, if you like, perpetuate their wider um, 
wider agenda, if I call it, if I call it that way. Now, if we were doing those things ourselves under our auspices, with our own integrity, with our light, with our principle, with God's principle, you know, we wouldn't need to um, jump on anybody else's bandwagon. Mm. You know, and that is it. And then other people might want to come and join our bandwagon, but we then would be in a position to dictate the terms under which they come and join us. You know, and if they can't walk with our terms, you know, listen, I'm marching. I'm marching. I'm marching with the cross of Jesus. That's that's if you ask me, why do I do good? I do it because of Jesus. Why do I preach justice? I do it because of Jesus. Mm. I don't do it really because Black Lives Matter. I understand the philosophy behind it. I understand the idea. I understand the metaphor. I understand what they're saying. But you know, and I, you know, you know. But 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 the, the point I'm making is that um, if we were preaching uh, truth and justice, wherever we see injustice, talk against it. Wherever see we see wickedness, talk against it. Wherever we see wrongness, talk against it. You know, if we did that across the board and also yes the white churches if we challenge them or if we challenge ourselves to do good if we challenge the, those people who, who propose and call upon the name of jesus we call up and say if you are a christian and that's one thing we're afraid of to say to a man you say you're a christian and you're doing that you call me judgmental no by their fruit, we shall know them. If people are not doing righteous, they're not Christians. And we're not, we're not comfortable with saying that. We say, who am I to judge? But, you know, we go back again, and we're talking about that bit about the, the, the guy, um, you know, um, turning the scripture upside down to try to justify his cause. I don't know if you remember, you guys remember um, when Margaret Thatcher was in, was in office and she, you know, she became really renowned for her harshness and hard um, cruelty to the poor and i remember her going to scotland and the scottish um the scottish bishop um, um i don't know what his title but he's the main bishop of scotland he challenged her about um about not being caring for the poor and etc etc and she quoted the scripture at him and this is what she quoted she said does not the scripture say you should not judge that was what Margaret Thatcher says to him. And she ended it like that. That's, um, that's, a, that's a destruction of the scripture because that's not what the scripture says. Mm. The script, that's only a part of a statement. But, you know, you know if you go on and read, and, and yeah, the funny thing, I hear even Christians say we shouldn't judge. But that's not what the scripture says. I judge not for with whatsoever measure you meet, it shall be met to you. And what was Jesus talking about? He said, how can you say to your brother, take the moat out of your eyes when there is a beam in yours? And it doesn't end there. It said, first of all, first of all, suggest that before you judge, before you deal with a problem, first of all, take the beam out of your own eyes, then you shall be able to see clearly enough to help your brother take the moat of his eyes. That's a judgment. We are called to judge, mm -hmm. but we're called not to be hypocrites. You know, that's what it is. It's you say one thing and you're doing something different. That's what Jesus is saying. You scribe Pharisees, hypocrites. You are saying one thing, but you're not doing it. And that's it. Yeah. It... I have a question here, really. Um, so this is probably the key issue. Yeah. Is the gospel sufficient to deal with the injustice of the world? 
Is the preaching of the gospel sufficient to, be, to address and to deal with the injustices of the world? And this is what's going on. That's the question I think that's not being answered properly because clearly if people are twisting scriptures and saying and, and making it look like we focus on the social justice, we focus on poverty, injustice, um, opportunity, and all of these things that CLT would espouse to, does that mean that the preaching of the gospel is not necessary because it can't address those issues? The Bible, Paul says that the wisdom of God tells us that he, in his foolishness, if you like, he chooses preaching of the gospel to teach the world. So my question is, is God being foolish by saying, look, the gospel, yes, it has an element of addressing injustice, yeah, but the spiritual causes behind the injustice can only be addressed by the gospel and by our Lord Jesus. Mm. So these people that are marching on the streets, fighting, when did they repent of their sins? Mm. When did they give their life to the Spirit of God to be used by Him? No man can come to Him and be used of God to be an instrument of the world unless you first die to your sins. In the flesh, you are a dangerous tool in the hands of Satan. These philosophies are not biblical philosophies. They give room to violence. Mm. And they allow what they're inspired, what they're doing is they're corrupting the minds of these people in order to use the, the, um, the goal of bringing injustice violently. Now, violence, having a spirit of physical violence is wrong. Now, I'm not against the kingdom of heaven being a force in the, in the world, but not through violence. No. The problem we have is this is not the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ that's operating. Men going on TV, twisting scriptures before others, before all of us who know the scriptures, infiltrating the minds of the young, going into universities, teaching them these things. Not one single man is standing up and saying, hang on, that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our Lord died to bring justice and into this world. And you're saying, well, that, that, that's, that's all right. For, you know, if you're a Christian, you're religious, but come and join our cause. So like I said earlier, do we put down our cross and pick up these banners or do we go and say to God, Lord, I'm in your hands. If you want to use me in that organization or this organization, I'm ready to be used by you. Use me as a witness for Christ. This is my problem that they're putting the gospel of Christ aside. This is another gospel, a social gospel. And you know what Paul has to say about other gospels and mm -hmm. other Christ's. Behind these for, uh, are forces of evil, behind these philosophies. Satan is a master of deceit. Behind these philosophy of worldly philosophies are demonic forces that are able to come in through the words, through the belief of these people and get inside of them, if you like. I don't mean physically necessarily. I mean it can get into the heads. And guess what? God has no room. Mm -hmm because they haven't repented of their sins. Unless people repent and accept the gospel, they're no good to anybody. Yes, you can do your own good, but it won't profit in the, in the long term. Yeah. So you, you, have I got the, uh, can I come in, Rhys? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll follow in after you. Yeah, so, so, so uh, Brother Parambia, you ask, uh, and I know it was a rhetorical question um, regarding the gospel being sufficient. Well, and, and of course it is, it's, it, it is sufficient, yeah? 
Um, uh, it, it is absolutely sufficient, you know, because the gospel, the gospel is obvious. It's not just words. It's not just philosophies. It, let, let, me, let, let me, I'll just use the word philosophy, like doctrines. Or it, the doctrines are tangible. They are real. They, are, they, they, they bring out of us living work, because that's what it is, how we live, how we respond to people. You know, Job said, you know, I plucked the prey out of the jaw of the lion. You know, um, I, high as I was to the blind, you know, uh, and feet to the lame. That's what we are. We are as Christians. We visit, visit people in prison. We feed, we help to feed those who are, who are, who are, who are naked, to, to clothe those who are naked, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, so, so, so the, the love of God the gospel of Jesus Christ, the righteousness, the truth, the, you are your brother's keeper, spirit of Jesus Christ that reigns in us, will cause us to stretch out a hand or to dip our hands in our pocket, whatever, to help people, you, 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 you know. So those are part, those are part, you, you know, so the gospel, the gospel is, is, is actually um, um, action. It's, 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 it's righteousness in action, but you're right. Righteousness cannot be led by unrighteous people, you know, and, 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 and neither should we follow unrighteous people. We need to have our own platform. So, so, so here, here, here's, here's the, 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 a statement that I frequently, I have heard, and, and it hasn't gone away. I've heard it for, you know, 15, 20 years. It hasn't gone away. It still crops up every now and again. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I despise it. I spit on it. I reject it. And it's the statement that says the church, the church, if the church doesn't do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, and that is the physical thing, then it's not relevant. For me, the church is not relevant, not because it doesn't do some physical things. It's not relevant when it ceases to be righteous, when it ceases to be holy, when it ceases to preach the name of Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ is no longer there, being talked about, being, being promoted, being put in the forefront. He's, he's in the back pocket. He's, he's, he's hidden in a, in a briefcase or in a suitcase, and he's not being made tangible and loud. Then the church for me is not relevant. Don't you give your body to feed the poor, whatever it, the case may be. And Jesus is obscure. The church is not relevant in those instances, you know, but not because it doesn't, not because it doesn't have a soup kitchen, not because it doesn't have a, some social agenda. That's not what gives it relevance. When Christ is absent, it's irrelevant. And Brother Parmville, we could go back to those seven churches in Revelation. When Christ is absent out of them and his principle and his doctrine and his, his, his holiness and his righteousness is not being manifested, the churches cease to be relevant. And that's why Jesus visited them and said, sort yourself out because you are getting irrelevant. I'm getting ready to spit you out of my mouth, you know, because you're not reflecting my virtues. You know, and um, and, and yeah, so it's interesting, Pastor, uh, that some of them held on to the doctrines that were destructive doctrines coming in, and this is what he had an issue with. I hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, he says, which you also hate, and so forth. Yeah. So, um, but in terms of doing, I want I just wanted to just bring out what doing is. Yeah. Yes. In Philippians two, it says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not 
robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon, upon himself the form of a servant and was, like, um, was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. That's why God, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. No man can be an instrument in this world unless they follow Jesus Christ. No Christian man, I would say, can be an instrument in this world, in the spiritual kingdom of God, in the way God wants to use them, unless they humble themselves like Jesus did. And secondly, Christians are not self-motivated. We are motivated by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God. Because in the same chapter, Paul says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So the church should be willing and doing the pleasure of God. The problem is, if we're not, we are not allowing God's Holy Spirit to operate in the church as he should be operating. And yes, that does give the world a license to say, look at those they claim to be Christians. Mm -hmm. We fall into the category of being irrelevant, of being um, bigoted, and all of those things. And that's what Satan is trying to, uh, why, why he's trying to cloud the minds of these who don't believe. They don't see the truth of the gospel as it should be demonstrated in love, in, in reaching the lost, in helping the, in, uh, the, the sick. You know, the church, like in the early uh, century, we should be on the streets preaching and healing and teaching. And the church should be giving, feeding the poor. It can do all those things, but it must be done through the power on, and the grace of our Lord Jesus, not empowered by some silly worldly doctrines which are devilish in, in real, real origin. And that's where the church, we are today in that battle. And our watchmen, who should be watchmen, are sitting. Some are sleeping. While the wolves are all around. And this is, I think, displeasing to God. Yeah, because I just wanted to... Um... Some of them, not all. <laughs> I just because um, um, I just wanted to highlight something that uh, from a last Sunday service that um, you, Alfred, and the um, other ministers had put on. We got the black history thing. Um, I'm glad that he did it because it acted as a social experiment to see where people were. So as I was everything, um, everything going on on the screen, I can see myself as like, okay, I'm hearing what this person's saying. Oh, he's using this outline. This person has a very, um, like Volley well, says, very antithetical, anti-Christian motive. They little drop like little blase comments. So it's like, okay, so I can clearly see that we're not on the same page with certain things and they're pulling on, or, you know, we need to be taking this, we need to be, um, we need like more money or uh, we need to defund this, we need to defund that. I'm hearing all of this and I'm thinking, okay, I can see where they're going. But I, in the back of my mind, I, like, I know there is a biblical response to this, but then I'm listening to the believers around me and all I'm hearing is, yes, yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yes, we need this, we need that. I'm like, we're not on the same page. These guys are not, they don't, they're not in arms with you. They'd rather sit down and watch you burn so they can push their agenda forward. But you're saying, yes, I'm totally on board with you. But then when you've reached the point where it's like, okay, this is the biblical core as to what's causing this, they switch off. Absolutely. That rang, that rang alarm bells for me. Absolutely. You know, and that, that rang alarm bells for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and that, and that, that would be their, their um, commitment to that particular thing would have been going on even out even outside oh yeah totally yeah 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 so so and that is exactly why we did what we did 
you know, because um, I, you know, we had this idea of from one blood God made all nation to dwell under the face of the earth, right? And um, and we wanted to show that there is a problem. Yeah, the problem exists. What and the problem exists, hmm. you know, and, um, and, 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 and there's indoctrination of, of people and the vulnerable and things like that going on. And, um, and, and there are people orchestrating, and it is the devil is behind it, you know, and um, so that's the problem that exists. What is the solution? And, and it's interesting, you said, Brother Reese, that said, when the solution, when, when we say, okay, now let's go back to the beginning and see where all this thing came from, then interesting, you say that people switch off. Why? Because the gospel is a hot potato to those people. Because the gospel, it's easy to do social justice and those things. Because you don't need to have any, you don't need to have a, 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 um, a principle in your mind to say that, okay, um, I'm, I'm not going, I, I don't, I don't go into bed with, with, with my neighbor's wife. I don't swear. I don't steal. I don't watch pornography. I don't, um, I don't, I don't have a boyfriend and girlfriend um, where we, we have sex and come and start to sing on the choir on Sunday. You know, you, you know, social justice don't require those standards, you know, but, but the gospel of Jesus Christ does. So, so, so you will, people will side with the social justice thing because it doesn't demand any internal thing from you, any internal virtue. It only dem demonstrates for you to march or to shout or to, or to start to talk about the environment or to, or to change your diet to some vegetarian, vegan diet or something like that. It doesn't demand anything more, more from you. It doesn't demand any righteousness, any virtue. It doesn't demand um, a kind of a love for God that, go, that cause you to deny your very nature. You know, no. So that's why people will go for those things because they're easy. But the bit that we brought in to say, let's talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's talk about Satan is the orchestrator of chaos and everything else. Jesus Christ is the savior who came to deliver us from that thing. They don't want to hear that mm. because those things demand righteousness and not, and people don't want, righteousness means behave yourself, control yourself, control your appetite, control your passions. You know, people don't want to hear that. And they especially don't want to hear that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably the philosophy we're dealing with. And I'm, I'm thinking, are we being drawn into flesh and blood battles? Yes, totally. And our Lord has clearly shown us that the battle is spiritual and he's won it. Yeah, totally. Well, that's that's essentially the, the framework for, for CRT and Marxism. It's to upset two groups, whether it be rich and poor, whether it be, um, I don't use black and white because that's kind of sorry, but like, um, like say like Eurocentric and uh, Afro-Caribbean or men and women, it's there to upset the, the balance that God has set up and then to impose their own things on it. So the fact that, you know, the guys that um, you put together in the video, um, they would happily believe that, you know, we evolved for monkeys, you know, and, you know, the Darwinian thing of, oh yeah, oh, um, there are categories, there are many different races. Well, the Bible doesn't speak on that. You know, it says that there's only one race, it's all human. And again, we're all um, made in the image of God. So we should all um, hold ourselves to um, a level of care and accountability because of the basis of that. But no, it's a case of no, I don't like, oh yeah, I, I've heard stuff from like Professor Christians like, oh, 
um, I'm so happy to see that um, this lady's married, but you know, she could have married a black man though. So hold on, we're all made in the image of God. So we understand that, you know, it's literally just melanin that's separating the two of us. And especially when we come to have our resurrected bodies, they're still gonna look the same. So how does how does that fit into all of it? And it's like, if you tear apart all of these things, like, okay, so you think this and you think this and you think this, none of this that you stand on is in the Bible. And do you realize the things that you stand on actually has no end result to it? Because I can talk, um, it's always a case of, oh, we need to put more money into these communities, put the money in there and see that the hearts don't change. Oh, okay, yeah, we need to defund this, we need to defund that. You do that and you see that the hearts don't change. It's always it's always a core of the heart. Like I've mentioned several times, people say, "Oh yeah, it's great," but don't stick with it. It's a, it's definitely a sin issue. It's a sin issue. It's not a skin issue. And we know because it's a sin issue, we have a solution. But if you drift out of the gospel outside of that, you will always, always, always meet a dead end. Always. Uh, yes, I think I think Brother Reese, um, if if we forget our if we forget our mission. Or if we adulterate the mission, then I think that's where the problem has come, you know. And that's why, you know, I go back again and Brother Parmba, you, you use the word watchman, but that's why we have leadership, you know. And that's why you go back, Brother Parmba, you're talking about, um, you know, I, I, you know, I've had a conversation with lots of people, and they say, well, you know, they say it's individual people's responsibility. I says, yes, that is true. That's where it ends. However, why does God give leaders? Why does God give leader? The Bible tell us clearly, you know, he has given, he know, God knows the mentality of sheep, a herd of sheep or whatever, else, you know, but, and that's why he gives shepherds, he gives leaders to guide, to steer where the, the leaders are supposed to be in more. It would be blessed if everybody was in tune with God because, because the leaders, um, the leaders almost become re redundant, so to figuratively speaking, you know, but but because that's not going to be ever the case until we get to heaven or close to heaven, you know, um, down here on earth, God gives some apostles and some um, prophets and some teachers, pastors, whatever, you know, why? Be to deal with the deficiencies that's in people, even though you're, you're, you're confessed the Lord Jesus Christ, you're saved, Jesus says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have taught you or I've commanded you, you know. Um, so, so the leaders are here to be more alert and to seek to be more alert than those that they're leading so that they will always be hearing from God and that they'll be able to discern and see when foolishness and false doctrine and things like that creep in to correct it, you know, before it takes grip and set and it becomes very difficult. And you know, to 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 um to untangle it without um hurting and injuring somebody, you know. So um so yeah, we, we need to know what the mission is. <laughs> and the mission, you won't find no, you won't find what the mission is outside of the scripture. And that is the problem. The scripture to open those pages, to read it, to understand it. Oh, it's boring, oh, it's long, oh, I don't understand this. Oh, you know. You will never progress then, you know, and, and, and that is it. It's on the forefront. It's, it's at the end of our nose. We've been swimming in these things for, for so long and we're seeing um, an inactivity in terms of trying to, to stop these things from coming into the church. And especially with the fact that we have younger ones coming in, if things, these things aren't sorted out now, God help us when these guys get in um, 
what sort of mess they're going to have to to try and deal with if they're not equipped to try and deal with it may as well kiss the church goodbye so um i'm glad that we're at least able to try and uh, I, I, I really what will happen brother brother reese what will happen because because one thing we mustn't lose sight of is that um you know uh, you know and this is you know uh many are called few are chosen you know that is a statement from jesus christ so he has called all of us woolly thousand millions of us but out of that you know um we've got to go through the needle's eye we've got to go we've got to go um we've got to walk on that thin line to heaven and uh, uh, you know uh, and um and not everybody is going to conform to that you know and so um yeah, everybody's been given an opportunity but sadly everybody's is not going to go through the pearly gate you know and mm. i think and I think, you know, but the church will always be here, even if it's 10 people, you know, we will, oh, yeah, always, yeah. Always, we will always be here. We'll be doing whatever, whatever Jesus Christ wants us to do, you know, but everybody, but one thing importantly, that people, whether they check, whether they listen to the word or not, this is what God said to Ezekiel. He says, son of man, go and preach the word to Israel, to the church. They are a rebellious and stubborn and stiff-necked people. And you know what? Jesus, God tell him up front, they ain't gonna hear you, they ain't gonna listen to you. But that's not important. Well, it is important, but that's not God's importance. The importance is when I come to judge them, they must know that there has been a prophet. And that's what we're here to be, to be the mouthpieces of God so that nobody can say, I did not know, I didn't hear. And that's what leaders are. We can't, leaders can't make people do right or do anything, but they need to proclaim what is right and condemn what is wrong. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this last episode for YouTube. Um, we will still be continuing on the major platforms like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, but. I think this conversation is far from done. I know that I have far more views that um, that can go into this conversation. It's certainly just only the tip of the iceberg. But we'll be continuing this mainly on uh, the audio-based platforms just so then we can increase the productivity levels and hopefully get more content out to you. This subject is a very complex one for myself and hopefully within the next few episodes you should be able to um, tackle this further but we are going to be focused on different aspects of dealing with defending against falsehood um, so we'll be continuing that vein in the next few episodes but surely by all means keep your eyes open for any bonus episodes on this subject because I think we're only just getting started but to the next one take care and God bless